Hi there. For this bonus episode, we have for you another recording from the Game Horde podcast, and this time talking about the game Year Walk. So, I hope that you enjoy. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Anastasia. And this is the podcast where we play through all the games that I own, but have never played. Currently, there are 67 games on my game hoard. You sound, like, defeated when you said that. Well, it's, you know, it's just a lot. That's a, that's a lot to overcome. <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah, you know, it's gonna take a while. You'll never have zero games. No, you gotta believe. Okay. <laughs> so this is all about. We gotta just get through it. We can do it. Okay. But for this time, we played Year Walk. That is right, which is a puzzle adventure horror game of sorts based on Swedish mythology. It was a really cool little indie game. I mean, I think it was beyond really cool. I would take it a few steps further. What would you say about it? Mind-blowing. Oh, wow. I thought, I thought so. It was an experience. It was definitely... It goes beyond what you expect out of a video game. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it was more fun than any other video game or, like, the most artful. It just... It was a game that really made me think a lot, and it taught me things. For being such a short experience, because we beat it in about two hours... But those two hours are really packed with sensation yeah. and emotion mm-hmm. and thought. Just a really interesting experience. Especially since you're coming into this game with so little prior knowledge. You know, we don't have any prior knowledge about Swedish folklore. And I feel like to really get immersed in that in two hours is pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. So do you want to explain the basis of the story? Sure. So the main character of the story is a guy, and this takes place in the 1800s, and so he's going to go on a year walk, which is a rite of passage type tradition from Swedish folklore, and, and that seemingly truly occurred in Swedish history. So for the game, the year walk occurs on New Year's Eve after... The participant who's going on the year walk has gone without food, without water, and so they have to walk around in the dead of winter in Sweden. During that walk, the participant would see visions of events to come in the upcoming year. Right, which is how it gets its name, Mm -hmm. and why they do it is because they want to catch glimpses of the future. Right. But unfortunately for the participants, there's several, I guess, entities. The game calls them watchers. Mm-hmm. What would you call them? Oh, I just, you know, kind of supernatural beings, mm. spirits of sorts. Yeah, that exist through the year walk and they can test the participants and be pretty dangerous and potentially fatal. Yeah, so a lot of this you learn throughout the game because it gives you an, an encyclopedia of basically everything you need to know about what the year walk is. And so you end up reading that throughout the game because you need to know that a lot of that information for solving the puzzles. And, you know, it's it's really interesting stuff. It's like other old fairy tales and folklore where it's very dark. Very a lot dark. of it just ends in people dying. Like all of it, basically? Yeah. <laughs> so that's where it, you know, this isn't really a horror game per se, 
but uh, it definitely moves in that direction a lot because, I mean, this is very dark, twisted, mm-hmm. scary type of folklore. And it's supposed to be about visions and about not being right in your mind. So, and that is always a scary thing to try to emulate, you know, what mm-hmm. it's like to n- not be fully aware. Right. And with reality. Yeah. And the game, I mean, it just has a fantastic atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about the visual style a little? Yeah. So it's it's 2D, even mm-hmm. though you really move in 3D. It's The visual style is very interesting. It reminded me a lot of, like, pop-up books. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, also that of silent movies. So it's kind of like a blend of two very unique art styles. Um, I feel like it kind of reminded me of the book and the Babadook. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. The, the pop-up book sections yeah. of the Babadook, which were, you know, similarly scary while also being charming, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of like for a child, but scary. But also, like, just the whole atmosphere of it, of being in the woods at midnight and with it under heavy snow, you know, it really evoked certain emotions in me of, I don't know, like the, like, the winter and the forest are both things to me that they're, like, very inviting, but also, like, you know they're dangerous. There's some sense of mystery and loneliness to them. The, the game just really evoked these different emotions playing it of what it's like to just be out somewhere in the cold all alone or to be in like a deep dark forest. Like it makes me think of that one uh, Robert Frost poem. Oh yeah, you know? The Path Less Traveled. No, <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> okay, Robert Frost. You know, the one about like looking into a dark forest. Maybe I do. The, the woods are lovely, dark, and deep, but I have promises to keep. Something like that. But it's about just, like, looking into the, like, dark, mysterious woods and, like, just wanting to enter them and see what's there. Because, you know, mm-hmm. the game is really spent wandering the forest and midnight New Year's Eve trying to get a, a glimpse of something supernatural. That type of setting I really enjoy. I've always had this weird thing where, even though I don't believe in any of it, you know, I'm always very much a skeptic. I'm a scientist. I only believe things that have evidence. Mm-hmm. I love folklore and the supernatural. And like, I love learning about it and hearing experiences and ghost stories and stuff. So like, this is a type of story that I really enjoy playing through. No, I'm the exact same way. I mean, on our honeymoon, we went on like ghost tours of Savannah, even though I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. But it's still, it's just a type of narrative that just gets you, you know? Yeah. And I guess you can see with, you know, these are traditions that go way back, like old pagan traditions. Mm -hmm. They predate Christianity. In Europe, yeah. And it's, it's something where it's like, for us now, winter is something that is always very happy and exciting. You know, the winter solstice now for us is... It's Christmas, and it's New Year's, and it's it's parties, and spending a lot of time with family, and getting presents, all very exciting. But, like, back then, it was, winter was a really bittersweet time, because it's like... Like, okay, who's gonna die? Yeah, you're spending time with family, because this is probably the last time you're gonna see a lot of them, because the winter is harsh, and there's not enough food, and people are absolutely going to die. Mm-hmm. And so, this game really evokes that sense of winter is a time of good things, but also, you know, terrible things, and just that, like... The universe is a lot more powerful than you, and you can try and exert your power over it, but that might not go so well for you. Mm. You know, there's just, like, there's really a lot of symbolism and themes 
coming out of this game, which is surprising for how short it is. I mean, it's really, it's the length of a movie. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's basically like a movie. It's a similar experience. Yeah, I mean, besides the puzzle solving. Yeah, right. But it's like a puzzle solving movie. (laughs) I think part of what also reminds you of the pop-up books is that the art is very geometric. It's a lot of simple shapes, like triangles. You know, there's not fine detail in a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why triangle was the only example of a shape I could think of in the <laughs> Circle, moment. Circle, <laughs> square. Yeah, but all those things, it's everything's made out of pretty simple shapes. It's very geometric. And I think that probably adds to the charm, kind of the childish feeling of it, mm-hmm. and why it might remind you of a pop-up book. Well, Just wanted to mention that. Also, I think some of the way the, the gameplay works, because it is basically a point-and-click adventure game. Mm-hmm. And when you interact with things, it's not just, like, you click on them and then you pick them up or something. Everything is is very physical. Like, you'll have to grab something and physically pull it across the screen Mm. or carry it with you. There's no just something goes into an inventory. Everything is, you're picking up and dragging, you're opening. So it kind of gave that sense of a pop-up book, too, where, like, there might be something on the page that you have to pull open. Mm. And, of course, the the sound design also goes so well with the graphics. Phenomenal soundtrack. Yeah. Really liked the soundtrack. And the sound effects, as well, really help set the atmosphere. You know, things are kind of muted with it being in this wintry forest. Mm -hmm. But also, like, there's lots of far-off sounds and things like you'll hear a sound far off and then as you get closer it gets louder and which can directly go into how you solve certain puzzles so the sound design actually is incorporated into the gameplay which i always think is a good thing yeah i agree i unfortunately found the whole environment very calming in a way i find snow very calming i find four scenes very mm-hmm. calming and i slept through part of it yeah i just as soon as you turn it on i was like oh and i like fall asleep yeah that's before anything really scary i know i know i know it's just doing through the calming part where you're exploring the snowy woods and but that's um, exactly what i'm talking about like there's something so inviting about it yeah at the same time like mysterious and and scary i just feel like they captured those emotions so well in you know the narrative and the art direction and the sound design it just all really came together into very unique experience, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's really what I feel like an indie game should be, where it's like, here's this really unique experience. It's something that you really have never played before that, you know, probably nobody's going to emulate either. It's just this really standalone experience of like, wow, I'm really glad I played that. I feel like in order to truly understand what makes this game so great, though, is that you have to understand the story. But this game was completely plot heavy so we wouldn't want to tell you the story just know that in order to really fully appreciate it you definitely have to experience the story yeah we can't tell you about it i mean especially because it's such a short game if we tell you anything about the plot you know that's pretty much already major spoilers so what did you think of the puzzles uh i liked all the puzzles actually so the game the way it's laid out it reminded me kind of like of mist rather than maybe some other adventure games we've played, Mm. where it's you're just dropped into an environment and then pretty much the whole thing's open to you from the beginning. And a lot of things are even kind of hidden in plain sight, where it's like, yeah, if you just knew what you were doing from the beginning, you could skip over a bunch of stuff. Some of it you have to do in order, but still, you can go to almost all of the environment right from the start, which I think makes for a little bit different kind of experience as opposed to something where you're going from room to room and things are like locked off. 
because it makes it more about exploration. I like that in the game, you know your end goal. It's clear from the beginning. I mean, because it's the end goal of anyone's year walk. It's part of the tradition. Right, that has to end at the church. Right. Once Christianity became a large part of Swedish culture, they kind of implemented Christianity into their existing tradition of the year walk, is my understanding. So, since this takes place in the 1800s, yeah, the church is very involved in your process. And so, but I, I just like being given all your information and your end goal and working from, mm -hmm. you know, kind of backwards. Yeah, that's what I did like about the game is it, it doesn't really withhold any information. You can um, get hints on anything that you need to and you have your whole encyclopedia and then you just have an open environment. And so it's like it gives you a lot of stuff that you can read and then figure out what you're supposed to do from that in this, you know, sort of open environment as opposed to just, okay, solve one little puzzle in this one room to advance to the next puzzle. Mm -hmm. I, I think it fit well with what the narrative is, and I thought that the the puzzles were pretty good. Most of them are, are fairly straightforward. There wasn't anything that I felt was truly confusing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of just a part of the narrative more than an object you have to get through to get to the narrative. They really mesh with it well. Everything in the game really goes together. Everything felt like it fit right. There's nothing that felt like, oh, this is just happening because it's a video game. Right. Like, everything felt like it was because of the narrative. Yeah, I mean, especially since through the year walk, you would be given tests as you're going through the year walk. It's absolutely laid out how it should be, how it traditionally is thought to have been. Right. So it fits really well. Now I'm, like, really interested in the Swedish folklore. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was... The game taught me a lot of interesting things, and now I want to know more about it, because I'm like, this was really cool. I think that's absolutely... If you ever base something on history, that's the, how you should feel. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting note of how video games could be used as educational tools. I feel like this is a good example of this taught me about something I didn't even know mm -hmm. existed or that I wanted to know more about. Yeah. The game did remind me a lot of a podcast we listened to, Lore, which I think is a fairly popular podcast. If something like what we're describing for this game is something you enjoy, I would also recommend that podcast because it's really similar of just explaining these different folklores around the world and these weird, dark things. And why it exists, too. You know, I think right. a large part of it, especially us as like more skeptic people, we want to know why... Right, like what culturally mm -hmm. led to these types of myths existing in this culture. Yeah. I mean, this was one of my favorite games that we've played. I actually don't really... I feel like it was near perfect to me. Like, I don't know. I want to read any negative reviews about it because I had such a positive experience watching you play the game that I'm not sure where the, what the negatives are. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of a lot that the developers could have really done differently. I mean, I can imagine... I, I can see people not liking the game because I do think that there's many types of gamers, there's a lot of different genres. People don't like everything, you know? I don't like racing games. It can be the best racing game ever. I'm still just not going to be interested in it. And I feel like adventure games are similar. Some people are just never going to be interested. Mm -hmm. But I feel like anybody who likes a game that isn't heavy action or high speed would enjoy this. I mean, I think that this, even if you're not a big fan of traditional adventure games, I think that you could find something to like in this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, if you like history at all, or 
good stories. Yeah, I mean, if you like the lore podcast, oh, you should play this game. Yeah. It's perfect for you, then. If you're Swedish, you want to tap into the... <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be, you know, probably really interesting for somebody who maybe grew up knowing some of this folklore yeah. to experience it in a new way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just go play it. It was so good. Yeah, it only takes a couple hours to play through, so I think it's... If you if it, this sounds interesting to you, just get the game, experience it on your own. So I guess it's on Steam, but also iOS devices and the Wii U. So if you have any of those things, then you can get the game. I I, I would recommend it. I mean, it's cool, especially like now is the perfect time to play it when it's still wintry out. Yeah, if you, you know. live in a snowy area. Yeah, like play it in the dark with the <laughs> snow with good set of headphones or speakers and just really immerse yourself in the experience i think you'll really enjoy it but do eat food and drink water through the day <laughs> yeah don't go don't go too crazy don't go on your own year walk <laughs> it's not not safe i feel like i'm gonna think about it for a long time yeah no i mean definitely me too like there's a lot to take away from it mm-hmm. i kind of want to play it again but not really well you can if you want to yeah i mean <laughs> i played through it now it can be your turn Maybe I will. Okay. The song that you've been hearing this episode is A Walk in the Woods by Phil Remus. You can find more from him at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash Phil Remus. That's R-E-A-V-I-S. In the woods around the park in the summer Shade of the darkest kinds of 